double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we begin, I got a, a quick announcement. It's going to be very quick because I've been making the sales pitch for about nine hours a day every day for the past three weeks. And for the next three weeks, I'm going to keep doing it. I'll probably increase to about 14 hours because I love throwing successful events. Just fun. Listen, everybody. On January 17th, the Golden Deer team is throwing the fattest networking event ever in Boston. There's infrequently in the city, at least I've noticed since I've been here in building for the past two years, there's infrequently been connection between people who are building things for themselves in the city. You may meet some people, but it's here and there. And you guys are just starting on this entrepreneurial journey, and I know what it's like, man, because I'm pretty much just starting too. It's tough to meet people when you're overly consumed 18 hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So I just, what I'm thinking is like, let's just get all the same like-minded psychos in the same place, (laughs) have them come, set up tables, market their brand, market their product, and there's going to be a live pitch competition there that's going to be uploaded to one of the largest YouTube channels in Boston. And I don't know if you guys are legal, but there's free refreshments. Alcoholic. I'm 21 in Maine, so... Maybe that'll, Oof. maybe that'll pass it. <laughs> well, what we'll do is we'll take that off the record. So in case you want to drink at the event, nobody knows your age. All right. Nonetheless, again, hey, everyone. This is Connor Hall of the Golden Hours Podcast. And if you by chance get any sort of value from this episode, whether you laugh, cry, get a little bit of information or you're entertained, man, just share it with a friend. That's all we ask. And if you don't have any friends, you shouldn't do this. You should be listening to podcasts. <laughs> Take a share with family. Yeah. <laughs> share with share with the fam. That's a fact. Okay. Before I announce my guest today, who's producing the episode? Who is it? Let's go. Auntie's on the mic. Yes. Oh, I like that. Auntie's on the mic. We got my auntie here, straight from New York. He's coming here, holding it down. He got a little loose last night. That's why he looks like a bandit this morning. That's my guy, though. And on my right, I have two individuals. And I've just been, I've caught the startup bug, man, recently. I've just been very fascinated on how people get ideas and the inception of ideas. And to be honest, when I had seen your guys' stuff online, I was like, I didn't really think you were going to be younger than me. I was like, damn, it's pretty professional. Good for you guys. I'm sure you guys get that a lot. The age thing? Yeah. Some good, some bad, but it's, it's no, no, it's a great a thing. Idea. Start now because you're gonna, you, we're all gonna take tons of L's. Might as well start now and just take them and then and stride. Then when we're in our thirties, we'll have millions of bucks. <laughs> and we'll we'll be on yachts. It's the best time, man. You don't you know you don't have as many bills to pay. You don't have kids that are you know going through college right now. So dude, I don't want to talk about best kids. time. <laughs> I, dude, do you have any friends that have kids yet, Auntie? Uh, I've got a couple, and it's actually pretty weird to see because they shouldn't be parents, and they have like two kids. (laughs) It's just strange. Like, how did how does your light like your mindset just must totally switch? I just think so selfishly. I think sometimes in terms of like building my own career and like my day to day is so occupied by building that I couldn't even imagine just like having like a little someone you gotta take care of. Yeah, we. I've got invited to my first like wedding for my friends next like May, and it's so weird to see people actually get married. I would never make that life decision right now. Oh God, just blackout in Southie every weekend. So, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> how old are you guys again? I'm 24. I just turned 24. Cool. 23. Nonetheless, I have the the men from Geo Protein up. 
Yep. So uh, welcome. Yeah. Hey, hey, I'll let you talk. <laughs> and this is Nick and Corey, right? Do you yep. guys want to give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Yeah. So uh, Corey, you can Gobley. just grab that. You'll you'll feel it. it will sound robust. Right there. there. All right. Perfect. So uh, yeah. So my name's Corey Nobly, uh, founder and CEO of GeoProtein. Yeah, I'm Nick Oliveri. I'm the COO, co-founder, GeoProtein. Yeah, so GeoProtein, um, you know, we're basically a functional foods company um, that is pioneering the future of, you know, functional foods, convenient nutrition, uh, and single-use bioplastics. So, um, you know, a lot of what we do is is taking these these complex medicinal issues that, you know, once used to be left to pharmaceuticals and, you know, medicine and, you know, doctors to, to, to fix, um, you know, we're, we're taking those issues and we're using whole foods to kind of solve those same problems. Um, we have a neurosurgeon that's our chief product officer. And, you know, we want each of our products to solve and, you know, help everything in your body from your, your, your muscles to your gut, to your brain, to your heart, to your eyes. So um, when did you brief synopsis. go ahead? Um, yeah, yeah. So right now, when you look at health foods, when you look at nutrition, it's convenience that's driving it. Like even right now, I don't know what's in that cup, whether it's water or a shake or whatever, but it's convenient. What do you think it is? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go with water. Black coffee, baby. There you go. Straight there you go. Curry. Yeah. But, but like, why are you drinking black coffee? It's probably because, okay, sugar would make it taste better, but you don't want the sugar. It's bad for you. Inflammation, all that stuff, right? Curveballs because I'm an avid intermittent faster and helps blunt my appetite okay well there you go what but but you're still you're still health conscious all the same though so oh, health conscious health psycho okay well even better i'm with you even guys. better i'm with you yeah intermittent fasting has been one of the uh like the number one um things has been like directly correlated with longevity surprisingly enough you know, but see, it caught a lot of flack for years but now people mm. are really accepting it my thing about longevity studies how do we know because they've mm. only been around for 50 years they haven't even been around for a couple people's lifetimes at this point well if you look you know if you if you look at like what your body is is supposed to be doing to achieve longevity um so if you, if you take like a pool of people and you're like all right these people all lived until they were 95 um and they had great healthy lives they died of natural causes so so what were their bodies like throughout this you know this this lifespan i guess benchmarking it um yeah and then basically you can benchmark it so you know better rem cycles when you're sleeping that that's a big one um you know what type of diet you have mediterranean diets have been proven you know to i know we had a dietitian up here yeah. who's heavy on the mediterranean diet mm. so Do you I guys think- practice that no, but it's kind of tough to do. It's really tough it's unless expensive. you live in like Madrid. <laughs> well, exactly, and it's like it's heavily plant based and like a little bit of meat for the most part, and then it's like f- some fish in there. Is mm-hmm. that, that's pretty much what a it lot. Is, right? A lot of healthy fats, proteins, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah. But basically, I mean, you just find out what led to these, you know, healthy long lives, and and you could kind of break that down and say, all right, well, if you do intermittent fasting, for example, you know. That will contribute to this. But, I mean, it's not the only thing. But Well, it's autophagy, which I think is the biggest link. And I'm sure you guys are totally aware of, like, cellular regeneration and stuff like mm. that. But one reason I really like it is because it totally boosts my cognition. Mm-hmm. And I don't – have you guys ever experimented with it? It makes, you, it makes you focused. Wildly focused, completely. But, yeah, but that's when you're in your peak fasted state. Like right now, I I ate last night at like nine thirty. I'm not in that peak fasted state. I haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. But it's once you reach that like that sixteen hour mark to that twenty hour mark, you're like yo, wow, I am a testosterone fueled beast. <laughs> yeah, there's um. You, you guys know, have college, tried it? Huh? Well, I yeah, I was just gonna say college. Actually, I, I actually never started intermittent fasting. Going into it, saying this is what I'm gonna do. 
Um, but being prescribed Adderall for ADD <laughs> plus a college dining hall means that you're going to be doing intermittent fasting because uh, the only time you're going to want to eat is at midnight, you know, after you just worked all day. You take the sauce every day? Huh? Do you take the sauce every day? Mostly. Mostly, yeah. Dude. Auntie. Who am I? Who am I? Adderall boy over here. So I made a film called The Adventures of Adderall Boy. In a college kid, he takes Adderall and turns into a superhero. Say, is this animated? No, it's not, but it's oh, real. should be. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the first Golden Deer production, first major one. And dude, I had a really bad battle with Adderall. Are you able to maintain... Like, I, I started out really normal, and I'm not saying you'll go down this path either, but dude, I started abusing the shit out of it. So, my, What do my, you take those? You take those blue Skittles? No, no, I take a, I take the 25 milligram XR full day. Um, the orange and, bomber, or yeah, the blue yeah, bomber? yeah, and the orange. Oh, you know, the, my my thing with Adderall is, you know, I I'm definitely, you know, if the trade off is, you know, lack of appetite, you know, a little bit of lack of sleep, um, you know, versus enhanced cognitive function, I'm I'm always gonna side with enhanced cognitive function, so I can focus, be there all day, you know, no crashes with the XR. So it How works. How long you been taking it for? So my parents known I knew I had like ADD since I was you know, probably like five or six, but they did they were, you know, they're anti pill pushing, I guess. Um so it was actually when I was eighteen, summer before my first year of college that I actually got prescribed. Dude. But the the uh the doctor was basically like, Really? You you just got it now? Like how did you get through public school? <laughs> well they're like, also prescribing either. it like crazy. Mm. But you'll also realize moving forward, I have at least the past two years that ADHD's actually I mean, not with the detailed work, obviously, but in terms of being able to multitask and get certain things done, dude, it's actually a total weapon. And you're more sociable because of it. Do you feel that way? Uh, I definitely, yeah. So I, I've actually always like wondered, like, is ADD even real? Is ADHD even real? Is it, is it more like a personality trait um, that different personality types have if you're into like personality uh, or, or type psychology? Um but, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, I've always been someone that, you know, definitely tries to multitask a little bit too much. Um, but I kind of kind of flipped my view on what that was when I started taking Adderall, because now I can kind of like hone in on each of these things and I'm trying to multitask on and just do it way quicker. So I think you're right. It can be definitely weaponized. Just don't, just don't abuse it. That's coming from old Uncle Bochi. Yeah. <laughs> so I had some tough nights off the sauce, dog. Because of sleep or appetite or what? No, I Heart. would just abuse it. I loved being baked off the Adderall, bro. I loved it. Because you're like, holy shit, I can get shit done that I could never get done without this thing. You're every doctor's worst nightmare in the Northeast. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I stopped, dude. This year, I was like, all right, I'm just done taking this. And I've been like wildly productive this year. But I also have a pretty addictive personality, so. Yeah, that's... I don't mean to scare you. If you're doing it the right way, just do your thing. Nah, yeah, it's funny. I um, Like, doctors are so strict about it now. I don't even know. Sorry. Really? So I didn't go to, so you're apparently supposed to go to a, a med check-in every like three months or so. And I missed one of them when I was at school and I went back to my doctor to get my prescription refilled and he sat me down. He's like, listen, you know, it's a controlled substance. Um, you know, they're cracking down on it harder than ever before. I'm never going to, I'm not prescribing you again. So you were like, doc, I need this. Yeah, shit, no, that, that was my doctor. I'm like, are you like, are you kidding me? Like I missed a med check. So, and the, he literally, I had to get a new doctor. Wow. And he tried to like flag me in some system too, so no doctors would prescribe me because he thought I was like selling it. Oh, were you flipping it? No. <laughs> I just missed a med check, but I feel you. They're cracking down though. Okay, so you guys, when did you start getting the health kit kind of like shoot? 
there's all this i'm sure this is is based heavily on the fact that like there's all these depressed people and people with anxiety in our society a lot of this is linked to poor diet and not necessarily some of the other factors that people are contributing it to mm-hmm. is that right am i right in saying that yeah. i would say so yeah um i i mean and, you said you notice a difference. I notice a huge difference when I'm eating right or just uh, I'm conscious of what I'm putting in my body. Everything you do is better. And then you just, you you do everything better in general. So like, you know, if you have, you know, fruit early on in the day or whatever, like it, it's, it's the thing I found though is it's really tapered to the individual. So like intermittent fasting probably works for you. It might not work for everyone. And, um, you know, some people just, they don't take fruit well or certain types of fruit or, or whatever else it may be. But overall though, I've found that the basic trends on how to be healthy, it's like, it's pretty basic. It's like eat stuff that's good for you. Sleep when you're tired, <laughs> maybe get some exercise in there, but that's it. And it's like everything that's universal. else. Exactly. Exactly. But, but still, even though it's so simple, people don't practice it. People, people think that, Oh, I'm going to go ketogenic and they do these complex things and they, and they calculate everything. But really base health if you want to be a healthy person you don't need to look like i don't know like ronaldo right eat good things sleep when you're tired and people still they they don't want to think it's simple they don't want to think it's about discipline and focus or just getting things in your body that are good for you they think it's about going ketogenic reaching ketosis or or something else that's some sort of a fad that well everyone wants to yeah the fat but the fads also sometimes are effective like there's been a big paleo fad recently. Don't Huge. You? So, yeah, and just to just to address like all these diets and, and, and fats and stuff. So, I think it's I think it's actually pretty crazy that that some people will literally see someone a different a completely different body type. You know, it's a mesomorph, endomorph, ectomorph. Uh, you see a different, completely different body type, completely different age. Uh, they live in a different state, environment. Everything is different. And they see a diet working for them, so they think that they can just pick it up and they'll get mm. the same results. Mm. And the fact that that still happens, it's crazy. It's it reminds nuts. me of when I was even younger and just how the times have changed. I'm not that old at all. When, you know, when I saw those tabloids, it's like, hey, take this diet pill. You don't see as much of that anymore. Um, and then people would get on this you know, $20 a week program to take diet pills. Like, I, I, I just think it's pretty crazy that people see these diets, try to latch on to them, try to recreate with someone that's completely different did. What Nick said, like, what you have to do is, you know, find a diet that works for you. For example, I'm not keto, but I know that my body likes higher fat, higher protein. And, that, and that's just how I have more energy throughout the day. So I think it's, 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 it's a lot of trial and error and just, like, experimenting different foods. Um, yeah. Because if, if you're just trying to recreate what other, what other people have just been doing, you're never really going to make any true progress like, with health. You know, you said paleo. That's a huge trend. But there's a reason why that's a trend. It's like that's that's actually a lot less complex than something like uh, the ketogenic the diet. I yeah. tried. Have you tried the keto? No, 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 no. I it's have not. You tried it. I'm like basically keto just because I eat the high fat, high protein. But but if you have any carbs, carbs, dude, you're not really in keto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it just depends on when you get those carbs. Well, you have to have like a sustained period of not eating any carbs. Like mm-hmm. I used to do the, the like pea strips and everything. No, I think long, like for me it was six days until I really tapped into ketosis. Oh, mother of God, six I'm, days. It's like six days and then your body starts only producing ketones for energy. Mm-hmm. I did it. Instead of the and what do you think? I was like eating eggs with like sour cream and like bacon bits. And like right now it sounds good, but dude, it like you just feel greasy. <laughs> It's like gross. 
Yeah, I mean that is. That is I didn't get any, I didn't get any leaner. I mean the the big thing was I was trying to lean out at the time. I was like two ten, and then I tried the keto. I ended up gaining weight because it's like, dude, you're eating gross shit. And then I just realized, dude, the only way to really lose weight is that caloric deficit. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, that's, that's also something people. I think do you watch Bill Burr ever? I don't. Oh, uh, he, he was he was saying on one of his stand ups. He's like, I don't I don't, get, I don't get why people can't lose weight. Like, you know, if you, if you want to lose weight, just eat less <laughs> or work out more. <laughs> so, but like, yeah, if you just had a caloric deficit, that's the one of the one of the few tried and true ways. To but just- once again, it's simple. Like, it's literally simple when you harken back to it, and you can build on things. But like, it's simple. So get good things in your body. What 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 we do is we have this whole food solution. That's it's just real stuff. It's so elaborate on yeah on yeah. whole foods for me. So. Yeah, so Whole Foods, um, you know, not processed at all, and you know, it, it's it's almost like paleo. Um, but basically, what we want to do is, you know, if you took if you took if you broke down our ingredient deck, right, and you took each of our ingredients and, and you just put it on a table in its pure form, you could eat that, and it would be good for you by itself. Every single one of the ingredients are like that, and they all come from a whole natural source. Um, How do you source your foods? So they're all domestically sourced uh, via our manufacturer. Uh, we basically let them know what we want. Our formula, our chief product officer researches it he actually has a few people that also uh can can help out with that from time to time uh send it to them they source it all domestically it's all produced domestically and uh yeah, yeah. and we have a facility that basically like uh just runs our formula so fda gmp mm-hmm. sqf certified so we globally recognize food safety standards and procedures so so we could sell it so in for, russia <laughs> so for instance so like you say you have coconut oil in it what else you got in there? Like some monk fruit or something? So we got, yeah, stevia. We have um, a lion's mane, so from a reishi mushroom, which is a great brain stem. Um, we have a maca root. Uh, we have kale in there. Uh, we have a pea protein isolate. Um, we have uh, non What type of protein? Uh, pea protein isolate. Oh, pea protein. Okay. Mm-hmm. We actually made a big shift from a whey protein to a pea protein, Why making a 100% plant-based bar. So the why, yeah, so it's not like we're trying to target vegans or, or kind of hop on that bandwagon. Um, we're actually focused on a completely different type of person, and that's the flexitarian. I don't know if you've heard about the, the flexitarian diet, um, but essentially it's, it's, I mean, it's super popular with Gen Z, but it's, you know, you'll still eat meat, you'll still eat, you know, eggs, dairy, whatever, but when you have the chance to eat plant-based and when you have the opportunity to eat something that maybe is a little more environmentally friendly or, you know, cleaner, you will take that chance, right? Or you will take that Every time, so sort of like the uh, the Beyond Meat mm-hmm. burgers, even though they're not a vegan, they'd probably pick those over the uh, traditional beef. Have but you it's tr- yeah. you guys tried those? Yes, very good, very good. I surprisingly Beyond good. sausage at Dunks too, real good. I like that. But and and the burgers are fine. I, I've only tried the uh, the Burger King variant, but you know it's uh, it's it's whatever. They do a good job at uh, at hiding everything and uh, making it seem natural. But yeah. It's it good. seems like very like chemical based to me. Well, there's a lot of sodium, and it is highly processed, so there are some drawbacks, obviously. So that's what I was gonna say. Is that ultimately healthier for you than just eating like an all organic grass fed meat? That's that's been a the big debate um, with all these plant based foods and you know burgers and whatnot. There's even the uh, it starts with an N. There's the plant based seafood company, and they make shrimp. Mm. And apparently it's all plant-based, just tastes like shrimp. But um, it's a good question. Yeah. Honestly, you know, to be completely honest Yuck. with you, I, I don't I, I don't know the specific differences, you know, that really matter between the, the plant-based burger and the uh, traditional burger. But you hear it's like it's like egg whites or egg yolks and coffee. Like you'll have a thousand websites telling you one thing and a thousand other studies telling you another. Mm. So 
So trial and error. Just quickly back to your ingredients. So you guys, how do you know exactly where the ingredients are coming from? Like where, what farm is the coconut oil being processed at? Do you guys know that? Or are you just like, yo, manufacturer, or just hook it up? So basically we, um, we give our manufacturer some specific guidelines. Like, hey, it has to be within the U.S. has to be, you know, either non if it's a non-GMO bar, non-GMO. If it's gluten-free, gluten-free. Whatever, whatever our specifications are. Uh, and then they go out and source that. Um, it's, it's a lot cheaper to do it that way versus us making yeah. individual relationships with each the, of these farms. The but. thing is, though, and while we can't tell you, like, oh, like, these almonds are from Central Valley, California, right? Like, it, what we can say is basically because of the certifications and because of, you know, it, all the FDA guidelines are super stringent. Like, you can't get past a thing with these guys. And so we know that everything is very safe, everything is sound, and then... You know, we, we have some organic things and it's like, if it's verified organic, we'll say it. Um, and if it, but it's all whole foods, it's all everything else. So uh, tracing back every ingredient is, uh, nearly impossible for us, but that's, that doesn't mean it can't still be very safe and it's all domestic. So, so why start in the nutrition space of all spaces? So this is your first company. You guys, have, um, most people have like shit. They start when they're younger. <laughs> We got we we've uh, we actually met in sixth grade uh, band class. <laughs> Quit right after that. It was it was terrible. Who's, uh, who's playing the clarinet? Not I. We were, we were both trumpet guys. Trump. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Believe me, it was it was terrible. You were but, those uh, guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, guys. we were those guys. Um, I used to play the trumpet. Yeah, I remember that C note. No fingers on the C note, right? Yeah. Yep. I don't even know what that. I don't remember. I remember I'd like leave my trumpet at home so I wouldn't have to do it in class. But <laughs> it's not very fun. I remember like stuffing like mad shit into it and still trying to play it. <laughs> but that worked well. Sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> well, I, I was just manipulating the sound. You know what I'm saying? Look creative. Spin on it. Right. So you guys, did you have like other startups? You guys. So you guys grew up besties. Sort sorta. So it, it, it's funny. We um, you know, so I we always actually had different like main friend groups. Um, but we actually got to a point where we were hanging out with each other, you know, quite frequently at a, at a certain point. Um, but we never actually were hanging out. Like you know, one of my other friends was like, "Hey, let's just hang out, and watch a movie, whatever." We, it would always be to like work on some venture, or do something along those lines, right? Like what? Um, so for example, one of the first things that kind of drew me to Nick was. You know, well, one, we met in band class. We talked about a lot of cool things. We talked about real estate and whatnot. But I, he was developing mobile apps. You know, when he was like 12, 13, I was like, this is really, really fucking cool. Like, there's, there's so you were the young whiz kid, Nick. He, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, I, I developed mobile games through high school. And, uh, yeah, and basically, they weren't, they weren't very good. But each one kind of iterated upon the last one. They got better, at least. But uh, I definitely learned a lot. So. But yeah, they weren't good, but how, how good were the ones that everyone else was making? Yeah. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. The fact you're doing it at a young age, yeah, totally. And so did you ever have a sort of like business sense at the time? or? Yeah, so at, at the same time he was doing that, I, I was doing a few things with clothing. I feel like every a lot of entrepreneurs get into clothing at one point in their lives. but um, T-shirts? At least when they're younger. Um, yeah, it started out as, it was going to be this... Um, like a Japanese-inspired clothing brand called Okazi, and it kind of turned into something Whoa. called Armory Apparel. Whoa. Um, and we partnered with the VFW, largest veterans charity in the, in the country. Uh, Familiar. My, my father spends time in a VFW. Nice, yeah. And um, anyway, it was a patriotic clothing line. We donated a percentage to the VFW. And uh, we actually sold that IP to Under Armour, which was completely random. But 
because not because they wanted to buy the company. Literally just the trademark, nothing. It was all luck. (laughs) Um, Why do they want Armory Apparel? Just because they didn't want the crossover? It was probably a keyword association. A JV with Champ Sports, where they made a physical retail location called Armory. Wow. And they did that. That's a home run for you, right? Yeah. How much did they cut you the check for that? So they basically said, they tried to spin it that we were infringing on their trademark, Under Armour. Mm -hmm. Clearly wasn't. didn't have the funds to go after them, so we settled for two grand. They gave me I, the company was dead at that point, anyways. Got two grand, so. And you're in a high school kid, you're like two G's from Under Armour. This is the coolest thing of all time. It was it was pretty sweet, but yeah. And then after that, kind of got into like selling sneakers and stuff. Um, and then you know Nick and I, you know, we decided to make a little investment in a Facebook group um, called Yeezy Marketplace. And this was you know yeah I think at the time it had probably like thirty thousand uh, members, a little less. Little yeah. less. Um, and we bought this Facebook group, and essentially it's you know StockX or Goat. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, it's a, a sneaker flipping. It's yeah. a, but it's decentralized. So we don't take any of the commission, or we don't take any of the, uh, you know commission from the, you know the buyers, you know sales, anything like that. Um, and, and now we just actually hit a uh, hundred thousand members a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, so you guys are still operating that group. Yeah, and we haven't put a single. We bought it for four hundred bucks. We haven't put a single dollar into advertising for them, and we just got quoted at a thousand dollars per sponsored post, like what we should be charging uh, brand partners. So, and, and what are you charging right now? So we actually were we're trying to find the the right brand partner because if you look like who who's going to want to sponsor a pre owned sneaker marketplace. And we're looking for sneaker cleaning niche. companies. We're looking for, you know, sneaker customization companies. But why don't you try to partner with like a sneaker, like a brick and mortar retail location, kind of like an expressions. Or we're in over a hundred countries. That's why it's tough. Mm. If they're tied to one location, it's like, all right, well, we got 20. We got like, I think, no, I think it's like 40,000 people are in the U.S. Yeah. And the rest are overseas. But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, so with that, you need something either direct or digital. And if you don't, then it's, it better be an international uh, brick and mortar retailer. That's sweet though. Mm. And that's like the, mm-hmm. probably the easiest thing to operate of all time. And yeah, we were almost at, yeah, no, literally. And you I have sit back, watch it grow. <laughs> we basically, yeah. yeah, we basically have a bunch of admins and moderators, people that like selling shoes who, will basically clean up the page and run it for free just to say people. that yeah because basically they're they're doing the largest books of business you know we have people that are selling like maybe like 20 30 pairs a week these people are pulling in like a half a million dollars a year profit using your group from selling for using mm-hmm. our group and probably a few other groups too but we're one of the largest in the world now and they're Something making crazy. six figures just from selling kicks yeah. you think about it you buy think about these margins you buy a, a pair of Yeezys. Got, what do you got on right now you got some vans on yeah, those oh, like some Lacoste slip-ons. <laughs> got them for Christmas, but yeah. Oh shit, you guys came through strapped up. We got over there. You got those Buffalo Bills. Uh, yeah, some <laughs> Chelsea <go>. boots. <laughs> Auntie, what do you got on, bro? Allbirds, baby. Allbirds are go. popular. Oh, yeah, those they are. are sweet. You guys, as soon as you guys move into that WeWork, you'll be rocking some Allbirds. Probably, probably right. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah, I've <laughs> never actually had a modder. They. Uh, Actually, as comfortable as people say, they're extremely comfortable. But yeah. uh, you can also machine wash them too. So really, yeah, they say that you can wear them without socks, but it don't they do smell it. like shit. They yeah, said they, they said that for Uggs too, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you got like bacterial infections. Yeah, <laughs> talk about fire marketing. Mm. Alberts killed it. I know. Same with Chubbies. Like, I was just going to say the legends, man. Mm-hmm. They're very similar, like legends. their marketing strategy. They are. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, but. 
it's I, I think that's kind of like a new wave of brands or companies where it, it fa- Fashion Nova does a similar thing. Now they're not as like say uh, edgy or abrupt as like uh, Chubby's is, but um. No, Fashion Nova is like, yo, we're, let's find the Instagram chick with the fattest booty and let's yes. get her in some of our jeans. Did you see yeah. what just happened to Fashion Nova? No. Was that that was that right? Yep. They um. Here you say you were the one that told me about this. It was um. It's like child labor. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. It's right. They they, they found that Fashion Nova does their business and it's I I, I can't say because I forget the name of the country. I don't want to. I don't know. Get get sued or something but uh it's some southeast asian country that and they pay their workers like two dollars an hour oh, maybe wow. less so it's yeah like the, the nike type thing exactly except Sweat they have shop. a lot less than nike to absorb that uh kind of pr hit so it's definitely going to be tough <laughs> i saw Whoa. it on like business week it's it's kind of out there now but uh yeah but yeah they were you know you have all these brands everyone that's trying to be a brand has knows something about influencer marketing now mm. or has some plan to do it um, but I feel like Fashion Nova is really one of the OG influencer marketing companies. And that's how, you know, they scaled to exactly. be like the largest the independent clothing yeah. brand. I remember, yeah. all the, dude, it was huge when Cardi B came up and like yep. brought the whole thing up. That was oh, huge. for like the VMAs or whatever the award Well, no, she was, was just or? one of the, she was one of the earliest people to really utilize Instagram to like really develop a prevalent brand for mm-hmm. herself. And she... And Fashion Nova was like, dude, we'll just start tossing your clothes. Just keep plugging us. Mm-hmm. Then you know, Cardi B's like the biggest star on earth. You know? Huge. Yeah. What do you think those? Uh, what do you think those contracts are for? People? That check. Yeah, because they sponsor everyone now. Check's fat. It depends. I actually, I had a girl up on the show who's sponsored by Fashion Nova, and she has like eighty thousand. She's a singer. She has like eighty thousand followers, and I don't know. She's probably catching at least a G a check for that. Probably, wow. and then someone like Cardi B with uh, how many millions, followers? She, yeah, yeah, and literally. They do it for men too. now too. Yep, yep. We should, we should get that geoprotein crossover. But, but let me <laughs> yeah. just let me reel it back to your company real quick. So why start in the nutrition space right. for your first like real deal company? So yeah, so we looked at you know we looked at tech, we looked at a bunch of other things, but it really came down to it. You know, we think that. What Gen Z and millennials want, what they what they feel connected to, you know, is, is definitely you know this, these whole food products and these whole food you know solutions to to avoid going with pills and to avoid going with powders and capsules, pills, powders, capsules, all those are all those are on the out, um, and, and we just noticed this huge shift in, um, in you know in consumer sentiment and, and you know what they were really wanting, and all the way back in 2016. Um, I made the first geoprotein product and before the whole RX clean label bullshit that they did and before all the clean label thing was a thing, we made um, a five total ingredient, all, all organic, all non-GMO um, protein powder. Did it taste good? It tasted fucking great. It tasted like Nesquik. And, um, you know, I don't know if you know DECA, the, the high school business competition. Mm. Oh, you, you, you're familiar? Yeah. So we entered it into DECA. Um, Two years in a row, we went to like the international competition. My junior year, we won it. And at that point, I was like, all right, people like this. We're selling it. We sold out locally. Um, and then, you know, that's when Nick and I decided to take this to the next level and, and really find that, you know, find that thing that we thought was going to change nutrition forever. And, you know, what that really took the form of, of you know, is, is, it's, it's a bar shape, but what it took the form of is, is this versatile product that checks off all the boxes, right? So... If you look at the Gen Z consumer, they don't want to just eat a product to get big muscles. They don't want to just that, eat it just to lose weight. That's not necessarily true, though. Some people do just want to eat to get big. Some people, yes. yes, but we're talking about the generation as a whole, not just the fitness buffs. Like, we're talking, you know, if you look at, like, you know, the macro trends, 
they don't just want the low sugar, high protein. They want something for their gut. They want something for their heart, everything. Function, so something functional. There hasn't been this all-in-one solution that's still whole foods that's not like a pill or a capsule. So we want it to be like almost like you take this superfood multivitamin or this crazy fucking powder that you get at GNC that definitely is not natural, and you get the same results with whole foods. And once we had that, we wanted to tie that to something that was sort of like these diet plans that we're talking about, which we also saw was broken. It's like, you know, these people, you know, they, they just want to be keto. They just want to be paleo. So what are we going to do about that? So we did something called GOMD. Um, and you guys are actually one of the first people outside to, to hear about this because we're kind of keeping it on the low. Um, but basically, it's headed up by our neurosurgeon, uh, the chief product officer. And it's a collection of doctors, um, so gastroenterologists, physiatrists, uh, we're getting neurosurgeon, um, we have dietitians, um, personal, trainers. personal trainers, and then uh, hopefully a few professional athletes. Um, we're talking to one right now, um, and that's very low-key. You want to talk to another? Huh? Oh, badly. But, <laughs> but essentially, we're, we're creating this, this eclectic group of, you know, of, of individuals that are all, in, in one way or another, tied to health and longevity whether that's from the training or, or the actual medicine or, you know, the nutrition. You're starting a syndicate. Exactly. And, and they all kind of lend their unique, you know, expertise and, and kind of figure out, and, you know, we've kind of figured out what we think is the way to make these completely personalized wellness plans, we're calling them, um, that are very specific to an individual. So you're not just latching on to something that the populace is doing. You're getting something that actually will make a difference for you. And our whole point is we don't want you to actually change your lifestyle. You know, you, you don't, you don't want to, you want to still eat brownies? Still eat brownies, right? We don't care. What we're going to do is make it so you can still eat brownies and check off all those nutritional boxes, you know, and, you know, check off enough of them, you will get that end result that you want. So, um, and, we, and we could go into that a little bit more, but basically we're making this super versatile, loose, program based on the individual's needs and wants and so one why i feel like every time i go into like a trader joe's or stop and shop i look at the protein bar section there's just mad options i feel like the market and i'm not even mean to shit on you guys mm -hmm. i feel like the market's like wicked oversaturated isn't it extremely and you can so yeah so right now yeah yeah you you go on the shelves and say a bloated place like a market basket or a trader eh, trader joe's is actually a little different but uh say market basket um and i call it bloated because that's what it is um nowadays if you want to get into market basket as a brand as any sort of functional food cpg brand you need to go through a distributor that has basically a monopoly. They they have oligopolistic or monopolistic practices where they can ring you dry, put your product on Market Basket, you pay for the distributor, you pay for Market Basket, uh, and then you basically just all of all of your royalties, all of your profits, all of your capital that could have gone to other things go to shelving fees and things like that. That's how you get there. It's a lot of capital and so it's- So you need mad volume for that to make sense. Exactly, exactly. And so in a lot of those companies, they are either part of bigger conglomerates or they are just doing it wrong. Uh, and, and I can guarantee you that their numbers are not going so well because they don't know how to actually reach this new consumer. Um, and so what you need to do is points of non-consumption. Now, before I guess I go into that, just- if you do actually go into the aisle though, and you look at all those protein bar options, um, it's kind of like, why do you need a lot of different types of cars? Why do you need an SUV? Why do you need a Honda versus a Toyota versus a Nissan versus a Lamborghini? It's like, 
they all drive they all do the same thing but but do they do the same thing like do, is a lamborghini the same as a honda i guess i guess in a ch- similar chassis maybe but besides that it's all different right and so that's what we are um convenience is driving more and more people to protein bars um and to nutrition in general and all consumers exactly want to be easy exactly spotify everything else right airpods even you don't even have to press a thing you just just turn on (laughs) yeah i also want to say just to build on it real quick we're taking the same form as all these guys you know it's a bar It, it makes the most sense for us that's the best way we can condense all these super impactful ingredients we take the same form, but we are by no means the same product. So, mm. I mean, take RX bar, right? They're a big one. You know, we got... I not, love their almond butter. Honestly, sorry. Really? Yeah. Nah, it's, great. Nah, it's, it's I mean, all you. Um, but, you know, we got, you know, twice the protein. We got half the sugar. You know, a third of the sugar. Uh, we got twice the fiber. We got, you know, prebiotics in there as well. We're still whole foods. And on top of that, we got the brain stem from them. We have mushrooms, root vegetables, kale. Stevia. And we're cheaper. And, and then at that point, people are like, well... Well, what do you mean? Like you're cheaper too. It's Love like that well, taste though, and we taste better. And I know you know, it sounds biased coming from us, but you know the one good thing about us being at Where's college the is product. I'd love some product. Yeah, February. Yeah, yeah, February. Well, we could send you a care package, but we um. Hook me up, fam. The the one. Well, good if you guys have a table here, you guys must have something in back stock, right? You have a couple laying mm-hmm. around. We do. We, we yeah, do. We Make could. sure you bring them to the event. Mm-hmm. We'll do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but basically, you know, we um. Oh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You were saying we we're talking about the competition within the protein Our bar, bar industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, you look at the functional foods industry. You know, it's, you know, up till you know twenty twenty four. You know, we have this. We have a hundred billion dollars of projected growth. Over a hundred billion dollars projected growth on top of a, you know, already, you know, several hundred billion, you know, billion dollar, you know, overarching nutraceutical industry. But specifically, functional foods over a hundred billion, and it's like you know. Assuming that it would be oversaturated, sure. I mean, we're, we're not assuming that all that $100, $100 billion is going to these same companies, right? You know, the Quests, the Cliff Bars, mm-hmm. you know, what, what you know, the studies are showing is that the, the Gen Z, they're leaving the big because they're not shopping from Kellogg's or General Mills anymore. And, you know, the, the startups, the, uh, you know, the boutique, you know, health brands, um, you know, the young hip brands are actually growing in market share. So our prediction is, you know, that hundred billion plus dollars of growth isn't going to be going to the main incumbents. It's it's not going to be going to the, you know, to the cliffs of the world. It's going to be going to the people like us that actually understand Gen Z, which is which are the only reason why, <laughs> you know, they're growing at the CAGR that they are, right? So it's just it's about the different consumer, not necessarily the type of product, I guess. I feel like a big thing for you guys and this is a piece of advice I'll give in terms of being in the game now for like three years. Don't literally listen to anybody. Literally listen to no one. Just do your thing. You feel me? But I feel like a big thing for you guys is is reaching consumers directly and offering samples. Won't that probably be a big thing for you guys in terms of trying to grow? Huge. Huge. So um, Because it's like a food. you got to trust the food you're eating. People go back and eat the same things for a reason. It's huge. And if you do, so in-store demos have one of the highest conversion rates out of any other means of reaching a consumer, whether it's advertising or whatever. In-store demos are huge because it's like, yeah, like you said, it's tangible. It's like, I can trust this. This is in the packaging on the shelf. So it's just um, getting those points of non-consumption where you can give out those samples, convert people, and um, and pit yourself against the RX bars of the world um, while still just being in the right right place, right time. Yeah, for sure. And and just in just so to you guys gotta get in Whole Foods. Like, yeah. How do you so, get in there? 
I, I met a guy. Oh, I gotta actually call them today. I met a guy who uh, was started his own coffee company. He was just handing out coffee at Whole Foods. I tried. It. I was like, Yo, bro, shit is fucking bomb, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Whole Whole Foods is definitely you know an ideal. You know, if we if we were to pick brick and mortar locations, Whole Foods would definitely be top three. Have you ever heard of Erewhon in California? It's like Whole Foods on steroids. It's this like very bougie super mm. super food chain. Never heard. That's where you guys got to get. Isn't that mm. Erewhon? Bro, I went in there. People had like Louis bags. Everyone had the freshest haircut. Where was it in Cali? I was in LA. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Erewhon. See that. Let's right. get you guys in the gotcha. one. It's yeah, because you know it's interesting though, because you know we've secured national distribution. We have two, we have two pretty large uh, distributors that we're um, that we're going to be working with, um, and and one of the decisions we had to make after we got our funding was, do we want to go, you know, with a primarily you know direct to consumer approach, or do we want to go primarily with a brick and mortar approach, or do we want to split it? Um, and at the end of the day, we we kind of saw. After studying a lot of the, the, you know, our competitors, studying the market, you know, one of the biggest mistakes, you know, brands make in our specific space is that they do the spray and pray method, as we call it, where they get national distribution, they get a little bit of funding, and they roll out into every single fucking store that will take them. Every single store. But the problem is, you know, if you're trying to market to, you know, these super healthy, organic, you know, organic loving Gen Z kids, and you're in a Walmart, your products are only going to sit on the shelves. And, you know, your demand planning is going to get all fucked up and, you know, you have to pay for shelving and <laughs> it just didn't make sense. And then, you know, that coupled with the fact that our consumer is prefers to shop online anyways, you know, so we, we kind of shifted our approach and, you know, for the first six to nine months, um, you know, after we launched in February, um, we're just going D to C commerce, our website, Amazon, a few online grocers, um, we're going to roll out in, but you guys got it all online. I'll connect you with, my friend Nick, who runs Keto Brownie, he'll be able to help you Appreciate a lot. That. They, they yes. run they run booming booming e commerce businesses, and he was kind of on the keto trend. That's why he started. He started in like 2016. It was like I realized in the market there was n- no like tasty ketogenic snack. Kind of similar to what you guys are mm-hmm. saying is like kids specifically in our age range would rather just eat healthy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but a big thing for you guys is going to be like brand identity and just like being like, okay, I'm the bar. This is the bar that's the healthiest and the tastiest for you. Well, what is, right? Yeah. Well, what does geo mean to you? Like if, if you heard geo, what was the first? I think of like, yo, geo, looking at a map. Geography. <laughs> <At> a map? <laughs> or so like, I think, in a way, so like, in a way. like, yo, so a like hexagon and an octagon, geometry. <laughs> but... <laughs> I understand. I read your website too, and I your tagline was for millennials by millennials. Is so that, is that right? Stipulation. So that website's actually a placeholder. Um, we have some some marketing guys that are going to be redoing that. It's just a placeholder until we launch. Um, so no, not our tagline. Um, tagline is actually a lot shorter. It's just live geo. Because um, what geo means, you know, the literal definition is of the earth. So you you know you combine it with geo protein. It's protein of the earth. Um, and, you know, what LiveGeo really means is, you know, we want our consumer and our ideal consumer's lifestyle to be completely tailored around of the earth. So when you interact with other people, are you, you know, helping the people of the earth? Are you eating foods that are literally from the earth? Are you giving back to the earth? Um, and we've kind of taken all of these ideas and bottled them into this, this single offering. So our, you know, our end goal for our consumers, when they get our box in the mail, they get their carbon footprint offset 
they get uh, a pack of 10 seeds, high germination rate seeds that can be planted, you know, in their specific region. Let's hear the pitch, Corey. Keep going. Come on. What else, what else we got? You know, we um, we got bioplastics. In there. We're, we're on pace to beat Coke and Pepsi to, to market with bio, like biodegradable packaging, single-use packaging. Yeah. And our, our box is actually FSC certified. So what is it, that? What's the it, FSC? It means that it does not contribute to deforestation in the slightest. It's t- completely offset. So, so yeah. So, not only are you eating whole foods, you know, you're, you're also not contributing to any, you know, uh, you know, deforestation, mm-hmm. you're not contributing to the plastic waste issue. Um, you're offsetting your annual carbon footprint. If you're a subscriber, your annual carbon footprint every month. Um, so we're really creating this whole kind of ecosystem around, it's not just what you eat, it's also about the environment that you're yeah. in. Um, and that's really driving the whole Live Geo brand message. You're, you're quite literally enriching your own life for multiple reasons, and then the lives of those around you. Like, that's quite literally what it's about. And so... With that said, and when, when you pair us with like maybe I guess our most robust competitors, say RX Bar, who we get pitted against a lot, how do they compare to that? <laughs> I I don't see any I don't yeah. see any comparison there, um, and it's just it, it's it's like we're three dimensional. So yeah, Auntie, questions. I don't know about the legality of this, but have you ever thought about infusing CBD into your bars or anything like that? Auntie, that's a haymaker. Great question, bro. Yeah, so um, it's funny you bring that up. Um, I actually think that you guys might know Andrew Foreman K. Um, but basically, one of the other spinoffs of Geo, it's sort of like a, you know, it's not a, it's not a subsidiary because it's not actually no, owned by not. Geo. But there's another company that we have an interest in um, due to the expertise we can lend from Geo. That's exactly that. It's uh, CBD and then soon to be, you know, THC and infused. you can count on those uh, in a big way being at the event. In a big way, Andrew Foreman K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he um, it's called Fusion Fusion uh, Superfoods. He's out of Boston too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lexington. Whoa, that's where my mom lives. <laughs> nice area. I hope yeah. he doesn't know my mom. He have some real issues. <laughs> he probably doesn't, but uh, you never know with this guy. <laughs> he definitely but, doesn't. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, no, no. You can expect to see Fusion um, at the event. Uh, basically, it's it's just that. So. It's it, it's definitely borrowed a few things from GeoProtein, but completely disparate brands, completely disparate products, uh, except they're the same in how they each try to promote a function. So Fusion, basically. So we're, we have a perform line. We have a recover line. And so like the recover line, it's going to be, you know, you go for a run. You need to actually nourish your joints, nourish your muscles. You eat this. Uh, so... Wait, so this is someone else's company that you're working with? No, so, yeah. So we actually own... Um, we, we each own a... Steak. Majority steak. Uh, yeah, oh, so we, above ten percent steak. You but toss him some bread to start his thing up. Basically, yeah. I mean, basically, we took like all the infrastructure we had for Geo. So, like, I'm CEO for Geo Protein, Chief Product Officer for Fusion. So, you know, the manufacturer, the product, everything. That's interesting. And That's, I just kind of it over. I've heard of a couple kids doing the same thing. They have their own thing, and then they help out another company which actually ends up helping their company mm-hmm. yeah that's well, an interesting model what's funny is the name is uh fusion superfoods and what's funny is you know we're on the nutrition side and the guy we started it with actually owns a legal cannabis company in mass so it's literally the fusion of a you know a cannabis entrepreneur and a nutrition entrepreneur making fusion superfoods yeah. which do you is, guys smoke pack i don't i don't either do you i have before but no it's, don't, don't lie to me i'm not lying to you <laughs> i have before but no. I have, I've also gotten high before. <laughs> it was crazy. Crazy? <laughs> on your Adderall fuel, in your Adderall fuel days? No. Be- before I was Adderall boy, I was Boof Pack Bobby. Got a little baked up. Whoa. Got a little paranoid. Whoa. 
I think you still might be booth pack Bobby. I don't. Just by how you're talking. I don't even smoke, man. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Fully on the grizzy. Just black coffee. A lot of black Borfies, man. It's fine. It's fine. It's good for you. Good for your liver. Antioxidants. Well, I don't know, because I tried to get some blood tests done recently. Whoa, that wasn't good. Nonetheless. It might have been from your amphetamine days. Well, sometimes I do question with the Adderall, honestly, if it had a long-term effect on my brain the way I think. Because, dude, it's that crack. It is. It's that, it's that pill crack. And so, mind you, I was abusing it. But I sometimes wonder if it totally rewired the way I think. I hope not. Could have. Yeah, usually with Adderall, I don't, I don't think it makes you think different. It's, it's more just like, you know. It accelerates it. Acceler- yeah, it accelerates my current process. How do you feel when you're off of it, though? Fine. Never, never had like a withdrawal feeling ever. ever. Do you feel tired when you don't take it? No. No. Okay. At, the, at the very yeah. least, I just like I don't even know if it's a placebo. If I'm not on it and say I'm in class or whatever, I just like definitely pay attention less. But again, that could literally just be a placebo. Yeah. It's like you. the drug itself. Nonetheless, um, okay. So there's a one. Are you guys having fun? Absolutely. This is awesome. For sure. Yeah. This is cool. Auntie, you having fun? You sending a text, bro? Uh, this space is almost full, so I was just going to write that out. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's okay. We, we got enough space. We should. Um, nonetheless, so how are you guys going to market the product? Are you going to start initially in Boston? You guys already have a distributor? Or? Yeah, so for marketing, uh, we're teaming up with some guys in Toronto. Um, not just hey, they, it's it's a firm in Toronto. They, yeah, and yeah, they're it's hard to not specify, yeah. but contract hasn't been executed yet, so I don't want to say the name. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but we have the contract in hand from them, um, and and they're a really, really, really reputable firm. They're asking for that bag, though. Oh yeah, yeah. everyone is. It's, it's fucking crazy. What's Whether it's true? how did you guys? So did did you self fund the whole thing? Or you got other people tossing you money. So combined, Nick and I have put in close to fifty thousand dollars of our own money. How the fuck do you make 50,000 beans at this age? Good for you. Do you guys we, just always had money on you? Like I said, think, you know, I said I sold shoes. Think about the margins. You, know, you buy a pair of shoes, Yeezys, 200 bucks. You know, they sell out. You sell them for $1,000. Mm. Besides so you, drugs, what's, what's, what are going to have margins like that, right? right. But, but fast I'm forward. I'm selling something right now at pretty high margins, but we can talk right. about that. <laughs> All right. Uh, fast forward to now, though. It's and like, it's not the GDP apparel, by the way. It's something else in my other life. But Okay. We're going to move on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, but now, you know, and, and that was in the real early days, but now it's uh now it's a C corp. We have about, you know, we, we have X amount of shareholders in the double digits. Um, Incorporated in Delaware. And- yep. Yep. It's all very corporate now. And we just, uh, and, you know, we basically promote predictability in our model now in our, in, in our actual corporate infrastructure. So it's like that actually attracts, attracts investor funds, you know, even when we're like, kids quote kids um and it's like usually like investment bankers bankers investors anyone really with money that's looking to invest directly usually is deterred by like you know they don't they don't like young faces they like gray hair because you've done it before but we found exactly exactly but we found a way to really promote predictability um and just be level-headed in this process and attract a lot of funds that way um and i think yeah 
Just we almost had just to address like the fifty versus what we raised now. That was when we were in LLC. That was almost like our pre-seed. Mm. Um, we basically used that to build up all the infrastructure. Um, you know, did all of the R and D, got all the products, basically you know produced, tested, 5, whatever. Bar, uh, we did a market. We did a market test phase. Yeah, we we did uh, you know focus groups, stuff like that. So when we were actually going to these investors, you know to get other, you know, to get money guys to part with their money, which is never easy. <laughs> we were able to say, hey, listen, we mitigated all this risk for you because we already did all the research. We already did all the R&D. We've tried all these different products. We have feedback saying why people did or didn't like it. You know, we calculated an average customer spend of $55.72, yeah. meaning, you know, proving that we had repeat customers. And it, it was oh, just wow, a different... Oh, a pack of bars? Is that what's We were selling boxes at 12 for the market okay. test phase, but we basically were able to just go to these investors and say, like, listen, we're not just saying we're going to have a product that's going to do well or we're going to produce one. It's like we did all that. We proved demand. We had a distributor quote us at $1.7 million in demand um, just from a few different retailers mm. uh, that they and, could get us. And that's and, that's thousands of bars in multiple different channels without while building up an infrastructure. Like, like that was yeah. without like an actual dedicated marketing team. That was without a sales team. Like we were, you know, YouTube. it was early. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and as for you the guys, most part. you wear a lot of hats as, yeah. as an entrepreneur. But you should. Yeah. But you need to. But basically, you know, we got to this point. We, you know, we started with some angel investors and then, you know, we were able to, to fill, you know, pretty much most of, most of our, yeah. our seed round and set us up in a good spot. But definitely doing it that way, I, if I had any piece of advice is try to use your own money to mitigate as much of the risk for the investor that you're later going to ask for money. Because that's, yeah. So you guys have gotten like heavy investment from other people at this point? Uh, yes. So what is that like for you on the day-to-day? Is it more stressful? It's like, yo, I'm dealing with somebody else's money. Now it's, it's on, dog. It's less stress, dude. I'm not going to lie, because what's even worse is when you have this company that needs this gasoline that's money, and it's burning it because it's a fucking startup, and, you know, you're unsure of, you know, whether your investor's going to follow through, you're unsure if you have enough money, and then, so now the fact that we finally have these partners that are, you know, backing us, that believe in the mission, that very successful in their own rights too but you know it's just a great feeling is what i'm saying you're right you're accountable to somebody else now it didn't change anything i was always accountable you know you know to to nick as another shareholder and everyone that's spent co-founders money on the company coaches parents throughout your whole life you know you got to be accountable Mm -hmm. to someone uh family i get what you mean though but it's it's like i've always wanted to actually be accountable to something i've built something i've like had a big part in curating growing maintaining and it's like it's pretty much a dream come true to be able to be like you know running something that has true potential and can scale and yeah you're probably fucking pumped it's great yeah Yeah, it's it's, it's i I know what you mean though because it's not like it's not just us and if something goes wrong it's Mm. just nick and i that have to have a conversation (laughs) it's like no we got to call up this big fucking investor that you know is worried about what's happening to his money and tell him you know what's happening to his money and you know it can obviously it sometimes definitely be a little bit weird but more than anything i guess it's just it is a relief because we went through that phase where it's just like we just need to get this thing going so what is what is your day-to-day like and we got to wrap soon. It hasn't mm-hmm. clicked yet, right, Auntie? What what uh what is your day to day like now that you guys are going to be moving into Boston and you're out of school? Mm. Also, how much did school suck? Yeah, terrible. Oh. People there, awesome. Uh, but the actual balance of trying to do a startup mm. and go to fucking oh. like management two hundred one or marketing when they're just teaching us retail. They don't even oh, talk about online. Strategy. They don't talk about online marketing, but that's a different. Oh, story. oh yeah. yeah. I, I know. Yeah. I, I have to say it's pretty tough, like basically raising, you know, say 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, driving back from the bank or having a big call with a distributor or a retailer, or a salesperson, an, an investor, or whatever else have you, ton of, ton of different hats, like like Corey said, and then having to go to like marketing 201 or, or management 201 from someone who's never actually done it before. While, while all the while I'm I'm kind of <laughs> doing it. Me gassed up, bro. Don't do it. I got, I got a million stories I could tell you right now. Yeah. We had a marketing I, guy that we had to get rid of because he couldn't actually market. It was yeah. funny. I had a guy. Good vibes. Do you guys ever, ever spend time in Providence? Like we've been there a, a few bit. times. Yeah. So I had just sold out the biggest club in Providence, mm-hmm. the Coliseum. It's kind of oh, I've been there. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I just sold it out. Right. There were 714 kids there. Holy I've shit. done that. I sold every ticket myself. Was this for a Halloween thing? It wasn't. But oh, thank it, God. It, it that was wasn't spring. <laughs> but I had just sold it out, and then I was like, obviously not going to class the next day. Yeah. Dude, what? It's like you and just my, did something huge. And my professor failed me for the course, and it was a, a marketing class. And I said, dude, are you serious? Do mm-hmm. you see what just happened last night? Are, are you for real? Yeah. You can market. You you quite literally can outmarket everyone in the class and the person who's teaching the class three times over. But, but I'm and sure you guys got a lot of stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah, and if, yeah, and if we go back to your to your question, just like, what's the daily life going to be like? It's it's pretty sweet. So the the two people that we're going to be living with. Um, to make the, you know, we were telling you we we're going to have a four bedroom. Uh, one of them is actually the CEO of Fusion, the cannabis infused bar that we were telling you about. And then the other one's his current roommate. But it's going to be us getting up pretty early, hopefully going to that co working space, depending on where we're going to post mm-hmm. the operations up. And then be there making for calls, getting meetings, getting no things set, done. Yeah, no set like a seven, eight hour day, whatever. Because, you know, every day it could be different. You know? <laughs> no, I know. But, like, what, but what's your goal? Or, like, you, you want to just sell as much product as you can? So right now we are basically using the funds that we have to to launch uh, and then basically bridge us to what's likely going to be a Series A um, in probably about, you know, quarter two, year two, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, quarter one, year two, maybe. Can you elaborate on Series A? Is for me? You're talking about like the funding? Mm-hmm. Series A of financing. So, so we, so we just raised our seed. So and we, then, we yeah. did the pre-seed of like 50000 sure. ourselves. And then we did, you know, the seed round. You know, we're going to get Which some is serious the initial investor, and now you guys want to get more money. Yeah, and basically, we're focusing on too, we're right? building I, for the next. I round, guess really, our biggest focus, though, and like what our business goal is, is we're focusing on high month over month growth and customer acquisition in our subscription channel, uh, and that's and that's probably like the primary goal. So, proving that we can really build this, you know, the subscription model that has so much value added that. It just makes more sense than going to the store and spending more money on it. So. And it's like once we achieve that, which shouldn't be long till we, you know, we get another inventory order of hundreds of thousands versus tens of thousands, and then you know, and then millions soon. Uh, and once we, once we really get the month over month growth, we really do the subscription right. We can basically prove and show the rest of the competition. Say our X Bar One Quest Cliff, um, No Cow even. We can show them and show everyone else that's that believed in them, bought in them, invested in them, whatever, bought them, uh, that that's not the way you do it. And that's that's not the way you cater to consumers these days. And uh, it's not too far off. So, Were you guys good at sports growing up? <laughs> I, uh, I was cut from my JV soccer team, which You're is why bad. I started Geo. So. What about you, Nick? Uh, I, I, was, I was a hockey player. Um, I mean, I, I was okay, you know. Did I you play varsity? Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for three, three years. Yeah. Dude, you were sick. 
Yeah, I, I was always like fast, and I needed to be because I'm uh, <laughs> I'm kind of small. If you haven't noticed, but I hated team sports. Yeah. But I, I surf now too. <laughs> that was about it. Yeah, you, you did MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, see, I was always really competitive, but I was never good. You play any sports? I did. I was on the. I played football, and I wasn't good, but like I would get some time sometimes mm-hmm. because I was just a competitive psycho. You loved it, and you'd go at it. Well, no. So what I'm saying is, once you guys kind of found business, like and starting up and the fact it's kind of like a sport where you're like oh shit i can kind of channel my it's a complete game you know yeah mm-hmm. it's all just a game bro i remember i i'd always wanted to be like somewhat good at sports because i'm also wicked fucking competitive and i'd always be like my dad would always try to put me in these sports so i was never good at them um and then the second we started doing business it was just like why the fuck did i ever care about sports not mm-hmm. that you shouldn't if it's, if it's your thing it's your thing um but I, it's almost funny. It's just like everyone, every kid is just wired to like sports are your thing. And Let's I just kind of wish I got into business up, even yeah. earlier though. Because yeah. it's like, I was like, why did I ever even care? Well, you, you can use your body before you use your mind in that like, you know, I can, I can go out there on skates and play hockey, but I can't like yeah. write a good email when I'm like three years old, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's it. That's, but. Not, that's not just it. I mean, 2016, I was 16 years old. Right. I couldn't right. even drive when I had my dad no, drive me point. all the grocery stores to try to get some raw ingredients. But right. It was just it was just different. It was it was fun, right? But like just selling like selling sneakers, developing games, like that kind of thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. In high school, middle school, it was the game. Auntie, questions, yeah. bro. You, you feeling okay? Um, <laughs> okay. Do you guys want to just give a quick plug of like where they can find you? And so you guys are creating more product, correct? We have it's a kind big, of a curveball. Yeah. I was like, yo, bro, I want that product I know, here. I want to see that. Well, I want to try yeah. it. I want to try it now. We have a, a we we do have a test batch that's like like in hand right now, um, and that'll be at the event. That'll be that'll be around. That'll be to you know big decision makers for the company. Just all the investors like we we got it. This is the new formula because uh, th- this is the first time we've had the plant based protein instead of the whey, and I have to say it tastes awesome. It's it's a it's a success I'd say. But oh, um, sure. many, what fl- you guys had some cool flavors too. What were they? So like right cake. now, our to- all of our flavors, yeah. So wedding cake, cookie dough, blueberry muffin, double chocolate chip, oh. uh, different than cookie dough, and then also a salted caramel coffee. What's so, your favorite? Uh, double chocolate chip at this point. Chocolate chip. It's got to be the chocolate chip. That's Although, the winner. Yeah, we're, it's we're, the winner. Everyone's like, oh, why are you naming them all these like desserty flavors? How much protein like, in the bar? How many uh, 15 to 20 grams, oh, uh, depending, on, depending on which one. And what about um, sugars? Two grams. Wow. No sugar alcohols. Wow. We don't do that. Yeah, nothing, nothing like that. Yep. But yeah, so, I mean, so technically, it's kind of a ketogenic bar. Yeah. It is. And if, yeah, Net carbs, fif- six grams. 15 grams of fiber. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fiber. We've got prebiotics in there, too. So it's not just, you know, it's like gut shot. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, talking about, you know, where you could, you know, shameless plug, where you could find us. So please, um, definitely to, to stay in touch, you know, check out our Instagram, geoprotein, just G-E-O, protein, and then follow, you know, connect with us on LinkedIn, yeah. Corey Nobly, and I'm sure it'll be somewhere in the yeah, yeah. description, maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and we'll send you guys a care package, too. Yep, yep, definitely. Well, well, Auntie will be back in New York. You got to send one to New York, but take care of them. But I'll see you young men on the 17th. Sounds good. see the registration link after this. And listen. We, we start and end these episodes in a specific way. Hmm? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, dude. You're crazy. Is anyone else absolutely frigid? Because I'm yeah, dying. It's, uh, oh, it's yeah. cold in here. It's real cold. I'm like shaking. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's that low body fat boy. I'm dying. <laughs> All right. So this is how we start and end the episode. You say, hi, your name. And this is our golden hour. So I'd say, hey, I'm, okay, I'm Corey. And this is our golden hour.
then you say, hi, we're blank. You know, I'm Nick, Corey, from Geoprint. And that was our golden hour. So it's, this is for the first statement, and it's that was for the second statement. Got it? Want to say it at the same time? I, you guys <laughs> should collab on it. Put that Geoprotein sauce on it. You feel me? Yeah, so just uh, this is Geoprotein, and that was our golden hour. Well, that would be second. So you say this Hi. is first, and then you say oh, yeah. that yeah. was. Okay, okay. I think I could do that. Um, okay, okay this Nick, is slow. <laughs> this is Nick Oliveri. This is Corey Nobly. And uh, we are Geoprotein, and that was our Golden Hours podcast. Absolutely not. Blew it again. Goddamn, Nick. Oh, not, no. The, the podcast Listen, it. this is our Golden Hour, right? Is the <laughs> first is. one. So put your sauce. This is our Golden Hour. And I will, I will say this, dude. Everyone gets this wrong. It's hilarious for me. I would just torment people for your sweats. This is our golden hour. Then it's that was our golden hour. Okay, so, so you want me to say, this is? I say Corey Nobly. Hey, I'm Corey Nobly. Hey, I'm Nick. Right? We're Geoprotein, and this is our golden hour. Then you'd say, hey, I'm Corey. Hey, I'm Nick, and that was our golden hour. There you go. You, right. you got the blueprint. What up? This is Corey Nobly. This is Nick Oliveri. This is our golden hour. Bang. That's one. Uh, we're from Geoprotein. And that was our golden hour. Well executed. Are you going to use those for like a sound bite or something later on, like two years? We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're going to put it right at the front. All right. There we uh, go. Auntie, give me a click whenever you're ready.